Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about the rain. I'll talk about some effects the rain has on a pool, heavy rain, light rain, when you need to drain your pool water down in a rainstorm, and of course, mud and some effects that a major rainstorm may have. And as a pool service professional, how much rain is too much rain to go out and work in? And I'll cover all these topics and more. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. Up until last year, rain wasn't a major factor in my area in Southern California. In fact, there were a lot of drought restrictions. Things were looking pretty bleak for the state. And, you know, everything was dried up. It was a pretty bad situation. We had high fire hazards. It was one of those things where, you know, any rain would be a blessing. However, last year we had record rainfall in California. In my area, I think we got like 34 inches when we normally get maybe, you know, before the drought or during the drought, we were getting like four or five inches, which was really no rain at all. And with 34 inches of rain, I think the state got like 38 or 39 on average. It really changed the landscape of California, and also it caused a lot of problems with pools. This year is shaping up to be a pretty wet year as well. We've had some rainstorms come in, and it's been pretty wet in my area. So I'm going to start off maybe by just talking a little bit about the Pool Service Pro and when you should go out in the rain, when you shouldn't, and kind of how to stack pools if you have a week of rain, what you should do, because sometimes things get really messy. And you can't skip pools for two weeks, especially if you have, you know, seven or eight days of rain. And basically, too much rain to me is anything over a quarter of an inch of rain would be a little bit too much to go out and work in. Half an inch, one inch of rain is just really not worth the effort of going out there. You're just going to get soaked. You're going to not be able to do anything because realistically, if it's raining that hard, you can't see the pool bottom. First of all, you can barely see the pool surface because the rain is hitting it. And there's really not much you can do during a rainstorm. If it's windy, the pool's going to get dirty. There's not much out there for you to actually do in a big rainstorm. So half an inch to two inches of rain, to me, would be too much rain to work in, especially if the whole day is predicted to be rainy. Now, would you go out later in the day to do pools? Let's say that the rain stops at one o'clock. It's really hard to do your route later in the day because you, you, ha- you can't do the full route. So which pools do you pick and choose? I suppose you can pick the pools that you would think would be the the most problematic during the rainstorm. But to me, it's just a day off that day. It's a rain day off and it's a weather-related day off and you can't do much. It's also very dangerous to go out in the rain. Here in California, in Los Angeles, people don't slow down in the rain. They drive as if it was sunny because they're not really used to driving in the rain. Actually, last year, we probably should have been used to it, but we're not. And so there's, there's a ton of accidents. I think there's 
according to the news, there's about six times as many accidents on a rainy day as there are on a regular day. So you're risking your life to go out there to really do nothing at the pool. You just stand there and kind of stare at it. I mean, you can maybe skim it, but the rain's falling. You're getting soaked. Now, when I say quarter of an inch of rain, to me, that's more like a drizzle in California. You know, a quarter inch of rain for the whole day is kind of steady, but it's not really more than a mist or a drizzle. You can probably see the bottom somewhat. You're not going to be vacuuming anyway in most cases. I think as a rule, you don't want to drop your vacuum system into a pool or a vacuum if you can't see the bottom because you're just not going to do a good job anyway. And you may vacuum up something that could damage your system. This happens a lot when you're using your Riptide or bottom feeder in a green pool cleanup. They have a green pool bag. A lot of guys like to use it. I personally don't like to stick my bottom feeder or Riptide in anything that I can't see the bottom because I've had the propeller break on me before when I picked up something that was, you know, something I shouldn't have picked up, usually a rock, or I even picked up a shard of a tile that fell off the pool. It was on the pool wall and it fell off and it was in the bottom and it was shaped at at an angle where it jammed up everything. And I, I definitely don't recommend doing that. And I think with the rain, there may be something in the pool that you can't see. It may be a kid's Hot Wheel toy or something in there and you suck it up and you're riptide and you crack the propeller. That costs you money. It's just not worth it. You could damage your machine. You could rip a bag if you pick up something that's sharp. So don't vacuum the pool typically if you can't see the bottom. And in a rainy day, anything over a quarter of an inch, you probably can't see the bottom. And I wouldn't I wouldn't advise vacuuming. What you normally would do on a rainy day is just skim the pool. I would check the baskets, of course. And I would check the water level to make sure it's not getting too high in the pool. And this leads me to the second part here. And this is, when should you drain the pool? And I think a lot of people panic in the rain. You know, they, they think that the pool's going to flood their house or it's going to damage things. The pool being overfilled won't damage anything. In fact, if the builder built the pool correctly, and if the landscaper or the hardscaper built the deck correctly, there should be plenty of drains around the deck to get any runoff from the pool. If you have a house where the pool is sitting really close to the doors, the back sliding doors, again, there should be drains and it should drain out. My pool, for example, never overflows the coping because it's set to where the skimmer is lower than most of the pool. My decking kind of slopes. And so if there's any excess water, it'll come out the skimmer lid. There's two holes in the skimmer lid on the side. So the water will actually come out through the skimmer and it'll drain. There's a drain actually right by the skimmer and it'll drain into there. So I never have any worries about it flooding. There's been pools, of course, on my route where I can't even get to the pool because it flooded over the coping and there's no drains on the deck and there's like three inches of water all all around the pool. That's problematic for sure. I would recommend having someone come in and fix the drain system there because that could cause trouble for the pool itself, especially if mud washes in there. You want to be able to access your pool and if you can't access the pool after a rainstorm, then you have a definite problem with your drainage system. And then speaking of drainage systems, I'll talk a little bit about a pool that has any kind of dirt around it on a slope. This is a very dangerous situation, not per se physically, you're not going to like be in a mudslide and be buried in mud. But I'm saying that if you have a backyard and you have like a planter area by the pool, without any kind of raised bricks protecting the pool, a lot of times in a heavy rainstorm, getting two or three inches in a few hours, all that dirt and mud will actually wash into the pool 
And there's been situations where pools had to be drained because of all the excess mud in there. And this is something that happens just about every rainstorm. One of the members of my group will send me a picture of a pool that has like mud in it. It's all, it looks really terrible. And that's because they didn't really set their backyard up properly to protect the pool. Now what happens when that amount of dirt gets in there? Well, dirt has metals in it, iron, sometimes some other minerals, and this will stain the pool surface very quickly. I've had a pool where they didn't protect the pool from the landscaping. It was mud got in there. After I cleared it out, two weeks later, I noticed a lot of staining in the pool. And it was a really nice, pure white plaster pool before the rainstorm. And nothing I could really do about it except recommend the pool be drained and acid washed at that time. There, you know, there's nothing topical that I could have done. It was an iron stain basically from the dirt. And this is something to consider around your pool if you have a planter with dirt is to build at least a eight inch retaining wall around it. If you have this problem, sandbags are a good solution during a rainstorm until you can fix it. But I would really recommend that if you're having a pool built or if you have a pool built and you have dirt on a slope anywhere near it, that you remove that dirt slope the best you can or block it off with maybe a border of bricks, you know, cemented into the decking so that water won't seep through. It won't work if you put just like paving bricks over there because water will get through the cracks and eventually get into the pool. You just want to prevent any dirt from running off into the pool because it contains a lot of things that could stain the pool. You could have fertilizer in there. Anything that could stain the pool could be in the dirt runoff and you want to prevent that from happening the best you can. If the pool gets a lot of mud in it, the filtration system sometimes can't handle it. And there's been, again, situations where draining the entire pool is the only solution and you don't want to do that. You want to avoid doing that by having really good landscaping and protection from the for the pool. So before I kind of went on that mud tangent, I was talking about pools that are overflowing. And I think there are situations where you should drain the pool down. Now, if you have a house where the pool is set right next to the back door, maybe a French door, and water could run in there, I would say that you would want to have two things in place so that you can drain the pool down. Now, as the pool service professional... If a customer calls you to drain a pool, sometimes you'll have to go out there and do that. I really try to teach my customers that I don't go back out in the rain, especially to drain their pool, that they should have these two things in place and they should drain their pool themselves. It's better anyway, because what if the rainstorm is at 11 o'clock at night? You're not going to go out there and drain the pool for the customer. And it's really not something that you should be doing. Now, you have to charge them a service call, of course, for doing that. Whatever your normal service call is, 85 or $95 to go out there and drain the pool down. But this is something the customer should handle. And so you should know the pools on your route. What I would suggest in the summertime is to kind of scope out and scan the pools on your route and see which pools in the winter are going to be a problem with heavy rain. You know, if you have a pool with, again, French doors exiting and the pool is level with the house or the pool is above the house, there's some steps that the water could potentially run off and there's no drain, then I would say this is a good candidate to talk to the customer about ways they can drain their pool in a heavy rainstorm. The first way, and this is probably the easiest one, there usually is a hose spigot or hose bib on the equipment. They have this on there when they pressure test everything and builders will leave this on, on there. It should be above the pump or near the pump. And basically, if you turn on the equipment, attach a garden hose to that spigot, and turn it on, 
it'll actually drain the pool as the pool is running. So that's one way you can drain a pool down, and it's probably the most effective. I think 90% of the pools on my route here in California have the hose spigot, so I can drain the water with a garden hose. It's a good idea to have a garden hose connected all winter long so the customer can turn it on and drain it. I wouldn't recommend just opening it by the equipment. You may run into a problem where the equipment pad gets flooded. So have a garden hose and have it going to a drain or to the grass area of the house and tell the customer how or explain to the customer how this works. In fact, demonstrate it to them in the summertime. I would turn it on, I would turn on the pump, show them how to turn the pump on with an automated system panel or it's a time clock. And then I would show them how to open up the hose bigot, which is really easy, just just like a regular hose bib, you just turn it on. And then you show them where the water's going and let them know that if they do fear that water is going to get into their house or cause problems in their yard, to go out there and turn on the pump and go ahead and open up that and drain some water out. So that's the easiest way, and it's usually pretty accessible. I don't recommend using the backwash valve to drain a pool. It's not really designed for that. You can in a pinch if it's an emergency, but I think you're gonna you're going to damage the grids because what happens when you backwash it, the water flow is reversed, and the grids kind of puff out. And this long term, it shouldn't be more than two or three minutes maximum in a backwash. And if you have it draining for an hour, you could really, an hour probably is excessive because a lot of water comes out. But even for 10 or 15 minutes, I would say that could cause some damage. Now, if you have a sand filter, if you have a D filter with a multi-port valve, certainly you can put it in waste mode and drain the pool down. It's not going to affect the grids. It won't affect the sand filter. And a lot of people do this. They'll have their sand filter or D filter with a multi-port valve and they'll put it in waste mode. And that's perfectly fine. I would recommend doing that. You can drain a pool down pretty rapidly in waste mode, and it's probably more effective than the hose bigot method. And then, of course, the third method, I think I mentioned two at the beginning, but I forgot to mention the waste mode in that. And I think the third method would be a sump pump or a submersible pump. And you can get any sump pump. They're all pretty good. You can get the larger ones where you can connect a regular pool hose to them. But I think for the homeowner, the easiest one to get is a small one where they can connect the garden hose to it. So you take the submersible pump and you would put it on the first step or instruct the customer. Again, show them this in the summertime so they know how to do this if they don't have a hose bigot or a backwash valve with a waste mode. You want to show them how to use a submersible pump. And you want to get one with a long enough cord where you can plug it in somewhere without an extension cord. It's sometimes you would have to order one with a 25 foot cord or a 20 foot cord, but you want to be able to reach the point where they can plug it in without it getting wet. This is kind of an important factor because if they use an extension cord and put it on the, on the ground, it's going to get wet and it's going to turn off that GFCI more than likely. So you would show them how to use a submersible pump, connect a garden hose to it, place it on the first step and plug it in. Usually they don't have an on off switch. You plug it in and then it's going to start pumping the water out of the pool how rapidly i would say it could probably go down an inch every 15 or 20 minutes depending on what horsepower you get and i think this is a great way for them to drain the pool down again you don't want them calling you at you know six in the evening saying hey my pool's overflowing i need you to come drain it you want to have all this in place so that they can do it themselves now on rare occasions i will go out and drain a customer's pool down if they're elderly, if they can't figure out what to do, I'll make the effort to go out there. A lot of times 
I tell them, you know, to send me a photo so that I can see if it is, is an emergency or not. This is like one of the things in modern technology you can use or a video. And sometimes I'll be like, you know, this is not a problem. I'm not going to come drain it because there's really no harm. The water is actually just pooling up in that area. It's not going to get to your house. Don't worry about it. You know, a lot of times they panic. And so you want to make sure that you're not running around or running to a customer's house if it's not an emergency situation. So what effect is the rain having on the pool chemistry? It really depends on the time of year that it's raining. If you are in an area where the outside temperature and the water temperature is elevated, like monsoons or in Florida where you're getting rain in the summertime, if the pool water temperature is in the 70s, this will have much more of an effect on the pool than if you're in California, it's 40 degrees out, the pool water is in the 40s or 50s already, not going to have much effect on the chemistry because as you know in cold water the chlorine holds really well the rain will dilute it of course of course if mud gets in there it's a whole different situation and the rain is a little bit acidic here so it's not gonna you don't have to worry about the ph or anything and i think the chlorine should hold if you have your pools at three or five parts per million in the winter time it's not going to be a major issue and even if the pool does run out of chlorine in the winter time here the water temperature is so cold that algae won't form or grow in it. Now, of course, this doesn't apply to the rainstorms in the summertime. The algae can bloom very rapidly if the chlorine zeroes out. So a lot of times before a major rainstorm is coming in, and if you suspect that the water temperature is in range where it could be a problem, I'm not opposed to shocking the pool ahead of time, adding more chlorine to it. If the rainstorm misses, well, then you just added chlorine and this wasn't necessary, but it won't harm the pool in any way it's probably better to be proactive. And so if you're looking at the long-term forecast and you see the rain is going to be pretty big, three or four days of rain, and the pool you suspect is not going to make it for that time without having problems being cloudy or getting algae, I would definitely shock that pool. But I wouldn't say that you have to do that to every pool on your route. This is kind of like an outlier situation where certain pools are going to be more affected by the rain. You'll know your route. You'll know these pools that get affected. Even here in the wintertime, I have a handful of pools that I know are going to be affected by the rainstorm just by where they're located and the fact they have really poor drainage. Those pools all have extra chemicals in them to avoid any kind of problems because I've, I know from previous rainstorms how they look. And so you'll know from experience on your route which pools are going to turn a little bit during a rainstorm, which pools won't. And so act accordingly, proactively, shock the pools prior to the storm on the pools you know are going to be a problem. And I would leave the other ones alone and not really worry about them. Most pools in my area are not affected by the rainstorm, except, of course, debris gets in there and they get really messy with dirt and leaves. The first rainstorm is always the worst, by the way, in your area because all the dirt in the trees or all the dirt on the deck will wash into the pool. And you'll notice that like the first couple rainstorms, the pools look really bad. But as you get more and more rain during the season, the pools don't look nearly as bad. So keep that in mind also that the first rainstorms are always the worst as far as dirt and debris being washed into the pool. A lot of leaves will fall out of the trees that were in there all through the summer. So make sure that you're aware of that. And I also also recommend that your filters are cleaned in the wintertime before the rainy season. So I do all my filters here in October and it gets me through the rainy season no problem. You really don't want to have dirty pool filters and a lot of rain. That's not a good combination. And you want to make sure the pool has really good circulation during the winter. If you keep them open all year round, that is. Because the rain can cause problems with the pool. 
And the best way to avoid that is with a clean filter and with good circulation. And last, let me touch on if you're having a long-term forecast of maybe 10 days of rain in a row, which means that if you do a pool, if it's raining on a Tuesday, that next Tuesday more than likely will have another rainstorm and you won't be able to get out there or you can go out there in the rain. So you may want to go out in the rain if you're going to have to skip two weeks. That's a problem. And if you do go out in the rain, you want to have the good rain gear. I like the frog togs. They're a really nice rain suit. They have the pants. They have the top. They have, the, And I would wear uh, rainproof boots. The rubber boots would be a, a good option. If you have to go out because you're going to have to miss that pool, I would go out and check it to make sure everything's fine. But you can stack them also. I'll give you an example of what I do sometimes. And you can utilize this. Let's say that it was raining on a Tuesday, and then the following Tuesday, it's predicted to be raining again. But that same week, it wasn't raining on Thursday. So you went out on your Thursday pools, no problem. And I would say that it's perfectly fine that the following week, instead of going out on that Tuesday in the rain, if it's like an inch or two of rain, that's kind of dangerous. I would just do those Tuesday pools on a Thursday and skip the Thursday pools that week. So again, it's raining on a Tuesday. You went out on Thursday, it was sunny, you did the Thursday pools. It's not predicted to rain the following Thursday, but it's predicted to rain the following Tuesday. I would just skip the Thursday pools that week and do the Tuesday pools on that day, if that makes sense. And that's one way to avoid having to go out in the rain if you're having a lot of rain predicted. Now, if you have like 14 days of rain predicted, it's really hard not to go out when it's raining because, again, you don't want to skip the pools for that long of a period of time. Anything can happen, and you definitely want to check the chemistry and check up on the pool to make sure there's nothing weird happening, you know, something stuck in the skimmer, or maybe it's shorted out. There's some things that can happen in really heavy rainstorms. But be careful also, and I'll leave this as a last caution, if, there are, if they are predicting thunder and lightning, you just don't want to go out in a lightning storm. I've had accounts, and this is true, where the front yard, the tree was split by lightning. I was thinking, wow, if I was there that day, maybe I would have got hit by lightning. And then I've had a pool where the equipment pad actually got struck by lightning. They had this timer and they had the conduit going up to the roof and over. And it was kind of a weird setup. But I think at that high point, the lightning hit the electrical and it shorted out everything. Everything got fried. I mean, all the, the, the circuit breaker got fried, the sub panel and the pool equipment, of course, wouldn't turn on. But if I was standing there when that happened, I probably would have got fried as well. So don't think that thunder and lightning are, are no big deal. You're actually carrying a lightning rod in your hand if you're using aluminum pole, and it's very dangerous. Even a carbon fiber pole is not lightning proof, I don't think. So you definitely don't want to go out when it's thunder and lightning. Just avoid going out those days, and the customers will understand for safety reasons that you're not going out that day. If you're looking for other podcasts that I've recorded, you can find those on my website at swimmingpoollearning.com. Click on the podcast icon. That'll take you to a drop-down menu of other podcasts I've recorded. And if you're interested in the coaching program that I offer, you can learn more at poolguidecoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week. God bless. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash poolguy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash poolguy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.